Hello and welcome to another installment of Casual Trekker. This is Scott. This is going to be my review of the season finale of season one of The Way Home, the Hallmark Channel beautifully done show that you can stream on Peacock next day. So we've had 10 beautifully executed episodes for this show, which, as I said in my initial review, I think of the first season of the first episode, I was on the offensive when I was reading about it because I it, it sounded like it was going to be kind of like a Waltons type thing where you have flashbacks, kind of like Ordinary Joe, I think is what it's called, where you see three different points in time and how they kind of come together. Wasn't interested in that. But then I saw time travel. I'm like, ooh, this will be fun, depending upon how they execute it. So I started watching it. First time uh, I put it on, at the moment I looked it up, it said we had one episode. I'm like, okay. One episode. Apparently, the article I was reading was months old because I had five episodes that I could just binge straight through. And that's what I did. I binged through every single last one of those until I got to five, and then I had to wait week to week. And then I joined a really great fan group um, on Facebook about it, where people were sharing and talking about their ideas on and what they were postulating and what they were theorizing on all this stuff. And then have to wait seven long days to see what happens. Um, so, we've con just con just concluded the 10th episode, which brought us all the way back to the first episode. Now, yes, the dialogue said in the very first part of the episode when we see the lady in white while she's running from the villagers and she stands before the water and then jumps in, isn't the same as what we're hearing you know, in episode 10. And that's just a cop-out for any movie or TV show where somebody says something from far away, you're not really supposed to make out what they're saying, and then later on, the what they're saying might get emphasis. And that's when you actually get to, get to hear what they're saying. This could also be a case of maybe the in season two, um, Alice and Kate take on the same identity as the same person. So when they are trying to look for Jacob in 1814, they aren't two different people trying to figure out this. They just keep to themselves and they're just having the same outfit on and trying to blend in. That would probably make the most sense. So what we're seeing in the beginning in episode one might not be the same day and might not, might not, be, might not be the same person. We, it's too early to tell on that. We have to wait till what happens in season two. The most likely scenario is they had a stunt actress playing the part of the lady in white, so that way you weren't clearly seeing it was Kate or clearly seeing that it, that it, that it was Alice uh, Alice running. That would be my uh, my assumption because in the ep episode ten, it was clearly you could clearly see that it was. Uh, Kyler Lee as uh, Kate making the run. But we learn in this episode that the dog was a time traveler who didn't really know that they were time, time, time traveling. And this dog is what lured Jacob to go into the water and he went back and back and back and to the back and to the back and to the past. This whole season has been a buildup of so much emotion, so much heart. That by the by the close of season one, you really have a connection with the 
three the three the the the, the three Landry women. You've got a really strong uh, really strong connection with Kate, Alice, and Dell. And uh, the actresses Sadie Lafemme Snow and Kyler Lee and Andy McDowell shine in those roles. Whenever they're on screen, you're not missing the other person. Unless time travel's involved, and then I'm like, come on, let's get back to the time travel. Because I'm a time travel junkie. But the three actresses really sell that. You you feel that family di that family dynamic. You really feel like these are real people. And that that is a really big big uh, big uh, kudos to uh, Sadie, Kyler, and Andy. Really bringing to life Alice, Kate, and Dell, um, and making these people feel like they're lived in and they have a they, and, they, and they have a life, which is important because you want to be able to care about what happens to these people. And then we got our our dreams crushed with the romance not going forward between um, even Evan, Evan Williams, um, Elliot, and Kyler Lee's Kate, and our cat. And I was worried about that because I was afraid he wasn't going to be in season two. But apparently, according to a season two thing that they were talking about teasing stuff, he's going to be in season two. So that was good because I thought maybe that was the way they were going to edge him out. Like he was going to move and try to start fresh and have, a, and, and have a life. Because I can understand his argument. Because to him, he had to be there because in the past he knows he's in the future. So he had a responsibility to his friend. Even though he was going to dedicate his life to it, essentially. He had to stick around because he knew that he talks to her in the future. And the future talks to the past. So he had to wait till. His, his uh, journal entries wa uh, went bye-bye. And that's what we saw when he was talking to um, Kate, our cat. We, uh, we, we, uh, we, we uh, see this. He has a journal in his hand, and there's a white page on the other side. So we know that we know that it never comes back, according to the dialogue in the uh, show. So we know that... Once they figure out that the pond brings them to 1814, that, he, that they never rejoin 1999. Now, the problem, though, is the Jacob situation. If they are able to retrieve him from 1814 and bring him back, according to the show's logic, he can't be brought to 1999 because all of the stuff that happened has already happened and will not happen again in a different way because it's already occurred. So because there's no page entry, because he was missing, and because of the dad's death, uh, Colton's death, um, you can't bring the kid back to 1999. So if they were to get him back, he would, they, they would have to bring him to 2023. So more than, more than likely, they're going to be leaving him in the past. Now the question is... Are they going to be going to 1814 mere moments after he left? To where, from his perspective, young Jacob, he will see him come out of the water and he'll, he'll walk away. He'll go into town and he'll run into some person and then we'll flash back to the pond and all of a sudden they'll, they'll come out. So from Jacob's perspective, Jacob's perspective, they just show, they just showed up. And all of season one took place inside of that time 
um, uh, time di uh, dilation. So it'd be interesting to see if we're going to see him as young or if we're going to, or if he's going to be there a couple of years and he's going to grow up um, in 1814 and we're going to meet him as, as an adult. And then if they'll bring him back to 2023, the age he's supposed to be and him just reacclimate into society or if they're just gonna say hey he's already has have has a life here he must he has to stay here because he already has a future and that's the secondary thing talking to Elliot about future events only was ever what was in his journal and barely anything it was really nondescript it never happened to where she was like hey before I go back what happened and he's like oh this this and this and then they change anything. They did exactly what they did before. This is this is especially true for when we find out that what caused Colson's death on that Thursday evening was the fact that the that um, that Kyler Lee and uh, Sadie Lafamay Snow were trying to well, Kyler was trying to save the dad. And then daughter came and she tries, we gotta get out of here, we gotta get out of here. And that caused him to swerve and hit the and hit the and hit the thing. And then die. And then him be able to recognize his daughter and say, I love you and everything else. But then Elliot said something kind of bonkers a little bit. You have to assume that he was gonna die anyway. And this is where the different forms of temporal mechanics and how time travel could possibly work with paradoxes, grandfather paradox, bootstrap paradoxes, all the kind of paradoxes you don't care about when you're trying to enjoy a show about these characters that you've come to love over the last 10 weeks. And uh, it's our, it could be argued that, yes, he could have died a different way, but because of the time travel, it just took a switch. So the same outcome happened, it just happened differently originally. But they're only seeing the loop, which is them. Because nothing that they do changes anything. We know this from Kate coming to uh, do her, uh, going back in time, grabbing the bike, bringing it to the carnival, and then her realizing, oh shoot, I just did that. At, at that point, I would have taken the bike and put it somewhere else. Or when I came up to the thing, I would have not taken the bike and I would have ran to town. I would have changed an event. But they just literally just doing the same exact thing. There's another movie similar to this. And it's got Sandra Bullock in it called Predestination. Almost the exact same thing. But in this situation, she's bouncing from time to time. But she is the person that causes the death of her husband because of her phone call that makes him turn around and gets hit by the truck. So the timeline, time travel stuff is very similar to that, which makes it be problematic to 1814 stuff because if they can't change 1999 in 2023, then they also can't change 1814 unless the rules change based off what the pond wants. So we, you could argue that because Kate and Alice's journey is done from 99 to 2023 and they're out of it now that bringing jacob back to 1999 would be in a different loop and they just would not have gone back gone back to the past then they stay in 1814 and 
live. And Jacob goes on from 1999 being rescued, and then his and then Kate and Alice don't travel back in time because Jacob never went missing. But the girls in the past remember him missing, but they're not part of the same timeline. This is where it gets confusing and gives you a migraine, and you need to have like an Excedrin. But the, the whole season was just beautiful. I guess one that you could watch again and again and again and again. The relation, the relationship between Alice and Kate, the relationship that. The, between Del, Kate, and Alice, not to mention the relationship between Elliot and Kate, and it's just wow. And then you get a you 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 get the you get the you get to see their Brody and young Kate's you know relationship kind of blossoming, and then you get to see how Elliot really is via um, the mom going back and being on that first date, and then also from the from the daughter being there on that first date and then not seeing how the heck her mom ends up with her dad because he is such a tool at, at, at those moments. And then it's just, it's just like, like my favorite part of the entire, entire series so far has to be the, when Alice mailed the letter to her mom. Uh, she took the letter, put it, in the, it, it, put it in the mailbox, and she started the entire process. I mean, it could have been either person. It's kind of like one of those, it doesn't really matter who sends, who sends it. My curiosity question is, why keep it a secret? Why didn't she just say, hey, by the way? Which is one of my other, my other issues with things. In real world, if I were to follow my son into the past and then see that he's been there doing things, and then I am too. The first thing I would be saying is, hey, we got to talk about this. It wouldn't be one of those things where I leave it off to the side and we're going to go and have McDonald's instead. That would be a very pivotal thing. And every show is guilty of doing it. They put something that would be talked about immediately and they push it off, off, off into, a future into a future episode. Same thing about the letter. When the first initial, on the first initial part of the, the series, she was like, you sent me a letter. No, I didn't. Did she run upstairs immediately and go get it and bring it to her mom? No, she didn't. She just said, you sent me a letter. How are you doing my letter? She like didn't really do anything on that. If somebody sent me something and I said, no, I didn't, I would ask to see it. So, but there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a TV show meant to, meant, to, meant to entertain. It's not meant to be taken as literal. I mean, these people are going backwards in time and they're... They're not really affecting their lives too drastically much because they've already done it because they're in a, a loop timeline because everything they've done has already been done. You can't change anything. This is why if you ever find yourself in the past, you blow up your house. That's not literal. That's just do a thing that will obviously change what you remember because if I travel into the past and I'm like, I'm going to change the future. So I'm going to pick up this baseball. And I'm going to take it with me. Well, I will have missed that baseball the entire time and I just didn't realize it to where I'm just going through the through the motions and still doing the exact same thing. It would be like, imagine going back in time and you're the person, yeah, you take me to lunch. I'm like, where we're supposed to go here. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go here instead. And then they're like, well, we, we always went. We always, we always went here because you changed your mind halfway through. 
So even when you're trying to be um, spontaneous, you're still following the same line of events that, that, that you did the first time. Which plays a very big question mark on season two. Because if we follow first season rules, that would mean that Kate, or Kat, I really hate that the only thing separating that name is an E. Kate, a cat, Siler, when, when, when she goes back in time, her stuff has already occurred. When um, Sadie goes back, her stuff has already occurred. So when they go back to 1814, all of that stuff also should have already occurred. So it's, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with season two. After they did such a beautiful season one. And I'm really curious about uh, Nigel Whit Whitney, who plays Byron. Like, I'm wondering because they kind of speak him in there. For a minute there, I thought he was the son. Like, he fell through and he just never came back. And he wanted to be part of the family. I thought that up until the part that he was trying to have a date dates with her and stuff. I'm curious if they were like sprinkling hints about his character throughout the course now that we know how it ends and who the lady is and where they're going. I'm wondering if we got little sprinkles of plot of that character and we were going to learn that he's actually from 1814 rather than being um, from that place. Because even Rita, the girl at the table, called him the, called him the, called him the, the, the new guy. So... I don't know how long exactly he that character has been in town long enough to be the paper the, the, the paper guy. So it's a very big huge question mark on that. I'm, I'm curious to who started the time travel though. Was it the dog? Did the dog start out in a particular time and him in that travel um, caused this entire thing to happen to begin with? I, I'd be interesting to see if they uh, if the dog plays any part going forward, and I'd be curious if they bring in um, Dell into the fold and reveal to her the time travel stuff. Maybe all three women play the same part back in 1814, trying to uh, find um, trying to find try trying to find Jacob because. Uh, Kate, or Cat, I can never remember which name it is because only an E separates it, so forgive me on that. So, Cat um, tells Del, I know what happened, I know what happened, I know what happened. And she can't just say, oh, he fell, he fell in the pond because then they would just go look in the pond and not find him. Well, if he was there, he's not there anymore, so something happened. So I'm assuming they're going to sit Mommy down and they're going to say, guess what? Your grandson, my brother, your 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 son, my brother, went back in time, and then she's gonna reveal everything about about Alice. They're gonna talk about what they did over the course of season one to Dell. It'll be a recourse for us, and if someone new watching season two, it's gonna be like a ref a refresher for them too, and then see what happens with season two because not often times that I find a show about time travel with um, really great characters really great story
Annie McDowell, she is no stranger to this because she played on Groundhog Day, Groundhog's Day, with Bill Murray playing the playing the reporter. They were they were stuck in a time loop, going back and they were going back to the same morning over and over again. And then at, at the at the conclusion of it, it was when he had the perfect day. They fell they fell in love for real and honestly, and then their day went on. Annie McDowell is a really great really great actress. Kyler Lee, I the only thing I've seen her in besides this show is uh, Supergirl. I watched her as uh, the older sister to to uh, to uh, Supergirl. And the person playing Alice, I have never seen her before in anything, but she has a very big star ahead of her. She is really good at uh, what she does. She really sells it. And I'm excited to see what they do for season two. Bummed that I gotta wait till probably next year to see it, but glad they got like a little bit of an early renewal. Maybe it was early, maybe it was right on time. But with the production quality of what they're doing, the 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 um the amount of time it takes to to churn out an, an episode shouldn't take that long so maybe they're already starting on it that that would be even great but we shall see but season one of the way home beautifully done great execution i hope that the quality of the series maintains itself and continues to build on itself and get better and better and better as the seasons go on and is able to have multiple seasons it could very easily be a four season show because who knows what could happen i just hope that the rules of time travel have um exemptions to them so that way you don't get stuck into whatever has happened has already happened will happen and you can't change anything so i'm hoping that somewhere along the line that rule gets kind of tweaked a little bit to allow for different stuff to occur. Otherwise, you're locked into it and it just goes into a circle. Like playing a, playing a DVD all the way through and then rewinding it to like the hour mark and starting again and the exact same thing. So that's the one thing I hope that it is able to avoid is being stuck in a loop and they find a way to branch out. And the pond might actually do that. Who's to say? It'll be very interesting to see what happens. They got me hooked. Probably going to have to watch the season all over again in one night, of course, after I get my four-year-old to go to sleep, watch all ten episodes again. So that is going to conclude my podcast. I apologize for the whole Kate or Cat thing because both really sound the same Sound the same to me. And I want, I can't remember which one's correct. I feel like it's Cat. But that will conclude this podcast.